Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. No. Oh. Fact or fiction? No. Facts that could be fiction. That's what it should be called. No, okay. Did you know spider webs were used as bandages in ancient times? No. In ancient Greece and Rome, doctors yeah. used spider webs to make bandages for their patients. Interesting. Right? <laughs> Have we I made them like, an enemy? I feel. Oh. But they're only here to bandage our wounds. Oh my God. <laughs> this gets real deep. The podcast gets real deep. <laughs> what is up, everyone? Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. My name's Ashley. I'm Taryn. And this is Unsolicited Advice, where we are here to advise you. Yes, we are. On all the situations wait, wait, that wait. you might be going through. I'm what? sorry. I totally just cut yeah, you off. Yeah, you really did. Um, we should tell the story of what happened last night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys. I have never... You guys already know this. I live in a house with Taryn. Yes. And we, the two of us, live in a house with my sister. So it's three girls, a lot of female energy yep. <laughs> going on in that house. Um, last night, it was... It was, I was in my room, Taryn was in her room. We were getting ready for bed. It was later. Um, Alicia had been downstairs. Next thing I know, she's screaming my name. Yeah. And not just like a little bit. Like it sounds like something really bad is going, yeah. going on. I immediately start going downstairs, but she starts saying it's a bug. So I start calming down and I'm like, oh, this girl, because she yeah. gets very dramatic when it comes to spiders. She might have a phobia. We don't know TBD. Um, so I think she. I think it's very. It's close. pretty bad, and I think it's been like that since she was a kid. So yeah. it's just like it's you know. I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. Um, so I start. I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. I start rolling my eyes because I'm imagining. She says there's this bug flying around. I'm imagining a tiny little beetle, like a tiny little something. Yeah. You know, I was like, it's not that big of a deal. I well, grab, and she only called your name, which when she knows she's being dramatic, she usually calls you. She's like, Ashley. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, it's Taryn. not that bad. Like, she didn't call Taryn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taryn's like the backup, you know? Yeah. Um. So then I go downstairs and we have one of those electric fly swatters. I grab it and I prepare myself to, you know, kill said bug. Um, she says it's flying and it's hitting something. So I'm looking around, can't find it. And then she's, but from behind me screams, screams yeah. a deep, like bloody murder scream. Yeah. And I jump cause the scream scares me. And then I get mad at her. Cause I'm like, would you stop? Yeah, like you're, you're making so this dramatic. so much worse yeah. than it already is. And then the next thing I know, I see the bug. And it is, I'm not kidding. Like the size, it looked like the size of a cockroach, like a big cockroach. Yeah. And it flies like yeah. some cockroaches do. Yeah. In my head, it was a cockroach. And it started flying right at me. And then I did one of those deep yeah. guttural screams because in my head it was a flying cockroach yeah. and it was coming at me. So then Taryn comes down. Well, by this point, Alicia's up the stairs going, Taryn! She calls me and she's like, help! So I'm like, okay, something's going on. Yeah. And it was really bad. Yeah. I'm sitting there. It's starting to like 
circle in the ceiling and it's hitting the lamps and I'm sitting there with the electric fly swatter just wailing and flailing it in the air trying to possibly yeah I wasn't even trying to hit it I was just trying to keep it away from me um, yeah and then it finally lands on the floor right about the time Taryn comes and we realize it's a beetle but it's Which- a giant giant yeah beetle. they're huge and we've seen a couple of them recently yes. and they're massive they're like striped we'll post I a mean, picture guys, and video prehistoric yeah. beetle size and it is huge we'll post the whole thing alicia of course was useless except for the fact that she got it all on camera she did get it on camera <laughs> so she filmed a lot of it we were so mad because we're like you're the one who let it in yeah like, and we're over here like freaking like, out it's summertime the lights were on in the house and she had left the door open so the dogs could go out what do you expect? Bugs yeah. come in when they see the light. Yeah. So yeah, it was her fault. Taryn had to grab a broom. I caught it, and then Taryn took a bowl and put the bowl on top of it. So then I had we the took most a break. terrifying job. We for took sure. a break, and then we like relaxed a little bit, and then um, <laughs> we had to get it out somehow. <laughs> in my head, I was like, "I'm gonna just let it die. I'm gonna just let it die. It no. won't survive the night." And then, um, but then but Taryn got it, was it out. Too big to like. That's why June bugs freak me out so much because yeah. like. When you step on them, they like pop, like they're big. And Oof. that thing was so big. I just got that would have been like chills. killing a small mouse. Like yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So I let it outside and then like ran inside. It was terrifying. But anyways, that was our night last night. It was night. hilarious. It, it was, was really funny. It was definitely like a funny roommate. I literally situation. I, I sat back down and or I laid back down in bed and then Alicia sent me the video and I must have rewatched it like five times because it was just yeah, it too, was so too good. We'll definitely post it. Oh it my god. Um, in other news, Taryn and I just got back from vacation. Yes, we did. Hello. Well, Taryn. 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 <laughs> No, I'm so sorry. funny because right now, no. <laughs> well, you only see my face, which I protect my face, but I swear right. my body is shades darker. I uh, love that for you. Um, Taryn was in Thank Palm you. Springs for like two weeks. Yes. I went out for like five days and it was it was great. It was magical. How do you feel, Taryn? I feel great. Like, I think I've said before on the podcast, like my, my family, when we vacation, it's not like a typical what people would think of vacation. It's not. It's very like... We relax all day. The girls go to the pool. The boys go golfing. Then we come back. We eat. We, like, cook together. And then we play games. Like, that's Mm -hmm. all we do. So I definitely feel rested and, like, ready to get back to my routine. But it was great. I love that for you. Ever since, like, I moved farther away, it's, like, great when I get to spend time. And my nephew was, like, there. So it was just, like, so much fun. Oh, so cute. I loved it. I was, like... I, for the first time in my life, and I'm very proud about this, I had pre-filmed. We had pre-recorded the pod. Yeah. I had zero work to do except to get a video up, like to upload, which I had already like edited and everything. So I barely had any work to do. So (laughs) your girl bought a book. She read the book. Dude, Ash was a whole mood. I didn't do anything else. And I <laughs> loved it. I didn't post at all once I, w- once I was there, except for stories, which I don't count stories. Yeah. I didn't do anything. And it was, it was great. It was great. It was really great. We're great. So we're ready. We're back. We're ready we're to back on track and get back on track. Um, guess what, Ash? You have a tearing it up yeah, today. I do. I'm going to sit back and relax and listen. Um, PSA. If you hear any weird noises, Charles... 
my dog is in the studio with us today and he's he's kind of acting a fool. He's finally laid down. Yeah. Do you do you see me over here yeah. just like shh? But um this is his first time in the studio. Yeah, he's never been here before. But you know what? They're used to it. They're used to it, but that's we are like our house. We're uncomfortable because we've never been in the studio with him, but they're used to hearing dog noises. But he, yeah, he usually knocks out, but he's like too curious. Like we just like walked in and sat, and he's like, "Wait, I didn't have a chance to explore." Yeah, but he's finally calming down. Like yeah. he just laid down. Yeah. I literally wet him with water and was just like, "Shh, <laughs> go to sleep, child." Okay, um, I have a tearing it up, and I'm so excited because Amazing. I never get to read one. If you guys don't know what a tearing it up is, this is our funny segment <laughs> where you guys send in funny situations and we react to it. Yeah, I mean, pretty much we have two modes. We're either making you laugh or making you cry. Yeah, it's either very serious or it's dumb. <laughs> Which is my life. That's my mood swings to a T. No middle I'm ground. I'm never just like, hey guys, how's it going? I mean, they're like, hi. Ooh, that was oh a really good, goodness. that was a good radio voice. Hey guys. I think I think I it's funny when we first started the podcast that was the most bizarre thing because I've always hated the way my talking voice sounds on like recordings Mm -hmm. and I would get so many comments or DMs being like you have such a good podcast voice and I'm like that's strange to me do I I definitely have come I'm like more comfortable with it now Mm -hmm. just because I'm like I have to listen to myself talk when we're doing stuff but anyways okay this is called my butt hit the floor. <laughs> right. Fantastic. Great. Um, okay. Hi, Ashley and Taryn. My name is Kylie, and I've been listening to the podcast since the very beginning. Before I start this hilarious tearing it up, I would like to let you guys know I'm an Enneagram 8. Anyways, here we go. A couple of weeks ago, I went to visit a friend of mine in Arizona. A couple of nights into the trip, both my friend and I wanted to shower. So being the nice person I am, I let her go first. That's so funny because I feel like at vacation, I definitely felt that. There's like this shower etiquette, right? Uh Like you want to be the first to go, but you're like, I can't always be the first to go. Yeah. And then there's... If you're the first to go, you have to, like, hurry your shower. But if you're the last to go, you have to, like, sit there forever waiting. So it's, like, it's hard to know, like, where you fall and, like, what's the best. But anyways. Yeah. Um, When she was done, I grabbed my pink towel, started the shower, stripped, and started to walk into the tub. As soon as my foot hit the bottom of the tub, it immediately slid and started flying, causing me to do the splits, making my knee that I have a prior injury smash into the side of the tub. I was so far into the splits, I lost all hope and had to flop over the side (laughs) and lay on my back in the bathtub. There I was laying on my back, water hitting my face, butt naked, questioning life. (laughs) Not only did I just wipe out in a shower that is not even mine, but my dignity was not, in fact, fine. After I told my friend and her family what had happened and we all laughed so hard we almost peed, we came to the conclusion that there was probably leftover conditioner that was in there and that I stepped and slipped on. Still, something about the situation did not feel right to me. That is until a couple of days later, after I'd gone home, I got a text from my friend. It said, Hey, Kylie, so you know that new body wash that I got and used when I was in the shower before you showered? Yeah. Well, turns out it was lotion. 
Oh, no. So it was not just me having too much momentum stepping into the shower (laughs) or leftover hair product. Right. Only I would have that bad luck. And Taryn, of course. And Taryn, of course. That is why the segment is called Tearing It Up. I see you. Um, It definitely did not help my ego. That lotion was almost the end of me. So the moral of the story, do not be the nice person and let your friend shower before you and always check your body wash to make sure it's not lotion. (laughs) As soon as this happened to me, I knew that Taryn probably has done something similar. So if you don't read this on the podcast, I hope you read it and have a laugh. Sincerely, Kylie. Oh, Kylie. Girl, dude. I've I think I talked about this before, but I I've only fallen in the shower really bad once. Yeah, um, and it was like you know the short the short bathtub yeah. showers, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I have one now, but it has those. glass doors. Yeah. Um, I was I was finished. What was I? Oh, I took a bath. So then the water was still pretty full and going down. And I put my foot on the edge of it to like start drying my leg. And the second my foot hit, it slipped. So I flew backwards and my spine hit the freaking faucet. And there was a quick second as I lay there like drowning in the bathroom (laughs) with my towel that I was like, Am I going to die right now? Like, what if I'm paralyzed? Because <laughs> my back hurts so bad. And my roommates came, like, running and were like, do you need help? And I was like, no, look no. away. <laughs> like, don't go. But, yeah, it's it's a weird feeling, yeah. especially because, like, it's always, like, the butt of a joke, right? Like, right. the old lady who falls in the shower. Right. That was me. Yeah, I've only you, had Kylie. it happen. I've only had it happen to me once. Um, And it's scary because... People get hurt. Like, that's very dangerous. Yeah, and usually you have a door locked or... Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, maybe maybe we break, need to I'd change the way. I'd break down a door for you. I'd break down a door for you. Girl. 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 I'm certified in CPR and first aid. <laughs> Don't you worry. for that. Are you? No. Oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> Should we take a class together? Yeah. Wait. I actually have a class coming up. Would you like to come? Yes. Okay, let's go guys i have to for my job so gotta keep up you want me as your friend i, um, I will life. i will once you're once i'm certified, certified. <laughs> amazing i love the tearing it ups um i'm gonna Too. go ahead and get into my story today this is a good one This is a good one. I'm ready. Uh, This one is titled, Always Falling for the Wrong Ones. Oh, did I write this? And I was like, wait, did I... Did I steal your joke? Did someone... (laughs) Did someone... Did I just steal your joke? (laughs) I saw your face of like... I was like, oh, that was literally my next line. That's fine. Uh, This is why Taryn and I get along so well, because we go through a lot of life stuff together. We do. (laughs) I wonder, like, what our friendship would be like if I had like gotten married years ago oh I feel like it would be very similar you would just be supporting me through all my struggles yeah and you'd be like spending the night all the time you know <laughs> I feel like me where... and your guy would be homies oh of course and I I would be welcome on the couch all the time yeah. so I would just come over and vent about you know the jerk who yeah was of course being, you know jerkly <laughs> a jerk. jerkly <laughs> jerkly <laughs> and um, yeah well I feel like that's a like the older I've gotten, the more I'm like, like I'll meet a guy and I'm like, 
I feel like you would clash. It's either you would clash with my brothers or my best friends, and that's like a deal breaker. And that's a to deal me. breaker. Deal breaker. That's where yeah. we're at in life. Anyways. Okay, let's get if into it. If you want to get with me, if you want, wait, what is it? If you want to be my lover, you gotta, you gotta get, get with my friends. With okay, my we're not gonna friends. sing. We're not gonna do that for you. Well, we did. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, Taryn and Ash. She put had to switch it up in parentheses. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it's alphabetical it. order always. Ash comes first. Or it's who's your favorite. <laughs> first off, I started listening to you guys at the beginning of COVID. Went back and caught up on all of the old episodes. Girl, that is commitment, and I'm so proud of you. You two have saved me so many times over the last year, and I can't even describe how amazing you two are. Thank you for being so open and so vulnerable every week. Keep flourishing, queens. Wow, okay. I will. I feel fantastic right now. Me too. Thank you for all those compliments. Um, some background. I'm 31 years old, and I am a six on the Enneagram. I finally took the test, and oh my God, did I feel seen. So long story short, I ended... A five and a half year relationship during quarantine, and I've been single for a year now. I've been dating, and every time I get close to someone, they tell me they don't want anything serious. I keep falling for the, quote, nice guys, and yet they always end up screwing me over. They take me out on dates and lead me on, and then absolutely nothing. At this point, I'm wondering if something's wrong with me. Why do these men who seem so genuine keep abandoning me? Which, by the way, is my worst fear played out over and over and over again. As a six, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't mm-hmm. that like their main core yeah, fear? like loyalty yeah. is like what they cherish. Yeah. yeah. I guess my question is, why am I attracting the same type of person even though I know I'm worth so much more than a random hookup? I know my worth and yet I find myself catering to these men. Mm. Sorry for the long email, and even if you don't read this, it felt so great to get all of this out. Love you two so much, and thank you for making me feel seen every single week. Best wishes, Haley. Well, I know why you picked this story. <laughs> I mean, I feel I feel seen and heard just by reading this email. I read it last night. <laughs> And I was in bed by myself watching season two of By Myself Outer Banks <laughs> in my bed alone. Oh, my dog was with me, but <laughs> the cobwebs on the other side. The, the cold side of the pillow. Um, Can I just say? Yeah, go ahead. So me and Ash have never been in like a relationship in our friendship. Mm-hmm. Like not with each other, <laughs> even though everyone just assumes. Can we clarify something <laughs> Everyone assumes. Um, During our entire friendship, neither of us have yeah, been in a committed you relationship. You have had a handful of like like dating, not like committed, but like we're dating. I, I date a lot. Yeah. I have never, I have not since we've been friends have I been in an actual committed, like, serious relationship. Yeah. Relationship. And so we have two different like styles, dating set, whatever. I'm very old school, like to a fall, like very traditional. I, for me, like, I don't want to date someone unless I see a potential. Cause for me, I'm the type that, like, when I go into something, I yeah. go with so much of my heart that it's dangerous for me to just, like, throw that around easily. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, more of, like, a flinger. <laughs> like, oh, we're hanging out, we're having fun, whatever. But, like, I don't let myself even get to a point where I feel like we're even dating mm-hmm. unless I see a potential. So I I rarely go out on dates. But when I do, it's usually something that turns into, like, they want more. And then I'm like, I don't know if I do. And I freak out and run away. Got it. 
Ash is a dater. She yeah. loves to go on dates. She has her date routines. It's a like well known thing. <laughs> and she and by, and by date routine. <laughs> um, oh. It's just me. Like I, it starts I at love like four. dates. I love dates. You I love, love dates. it's let's let's say I'm meeting him at like seven thirty. A girl has already like yep. Face mask, eye mask. I've done yeah. all the things, and I just—it's my one of my. I just love music. I love getting ready. Well, I think what it is is it's not necessarily dates. I just love to get dressed up and get ready. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do. So when I have a legit reason, like a date or an event or whatever, I love taking my time and listening to music and sipping yes. an espresso while I'm like getting ready. Of it's course. fun for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, but for whatever reason and it bothers me to no end and I feel like this is going to help whoever wait does she give a name Haley 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 sorry um just so you don't feel alone because this is mind-blowing to me but Ash has experienced the same string of like great dates they seem interested we're flowing she also is like freaking way even above a 10 like beautiful has her life together great personality and I see her when she walks out the door like like hot she looks hot (laughs) I I very much appreciate all of this she goes on these dates and has this great time and then these guys have the audacity 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 and I'm going to pronounce every syllable of that word audacity To ghost her, and it it blows my mind every single time it happens. Yeah, (laughs) but you're not the only one either. And I've heard it from multiple people where it's like, "Oh my gosh, things are flowing," and then they just never hear a response again. Yeah, and I think people are mentally just in a weird, shaky place where committing to stuff feels too big, and they don't have like the emotional intelligence to be able to communicate that. So they yeah. just bounce. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I know this year has been hard. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> you struggled. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I struggled. And I would love to say that this is the first time that something like this, not necessarily just ghosting, but just like guys like this in general has happened. But it's not. It's yeah. just it's just kind of how it is. So I have Haley also multiple times walked into Taryn's room and been like, what am I doing yeah. to attract these guys? And also, why am I attracted to them? Like, I wouldn't be dating them if I wasn't yeah. or going out with them or talking with them. Um, and to, like, be very honest, I feel like I have never once pressured anyone for a serious relationship. I have never once been like, hey, so what are we doing here? <laughs> Let's yeah. define what we're doing here. Never, because I also hate those conversations. <laughs> yeah. So I have never done that. But then I'll I'll meet these guys that'll just like kill it, mm-hmm. like kill it for a month, for two months, for almost three months, and then just like bounce. And it's the weirdest, the weirdest feeling. Um, I think I'm starting to like handle it a, l- a little bit better every oh, single you, time. You fully are. Um, You're so, you know what the difference is? Before you were very focused on what's wrong with me. Yeah. And the fact of the matter, and this is for you too, to Haley, nothing is wrong with you. Right. Like that is not your problem. No. If someone if someone can so easily lead someone on and then just walk away without even having just the just the respect to be like, hey, I've had so much fun talking to you, but I'm just like not interested right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's not that freaking hard. Yeah, it's also not that deep. Okay, I'm also 31. So Haley, 
I feel like we're the same person. Besties. Um, Actually, back off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The older I get, the more degaff I get. Okay. And I, I mean that in the best way. It doesn't mean that I don't care. But the more, the less I allow my emotions to get involved. So, like the last time that this happened, which Loki was kind of recently, um, I was so surprised by how more angry I felt than sad. Where in the past, I would have been not devastated because it obviously we hadn't promised each other anything. No, but you let but it I affect would have been yourself. Sad. You. Yes. Yes. And it would have affected how I view myself. Yes. And who I am. Um, but now the older I get, the more I'm like, ew, he's gross. Yeah. He wasted my time. He's a coward. And thank God it didn't go any further. Yeah. It's frustrating. And you should allow yourself to be frustrated because it was a waste of time. But that that's on him. Yeah. You know? And if you are looking for something serious and you're looking for something committed, then ain't nobody got time for what's going on over there. Like that's not, that's not what we're here for. So I know this probably sounds uh, like kind of cliche, but honestly you dodge a bullet every single time you, you encounter that uncomfortableness or, Mm -hmm. or the moment that they ghost. It's frustrating, but in the end it's saving you so much more because I'd much rather you find out now. Oh, fully. You know, a ways down the road. And like, it's that whole thing where people are like, how do I know when I found the right one? And it's like, you know when you do. Like, it's, you're going to find people that come into your life that are not meant to be. And it's, it's hard, but it also, I feel like is why, wait, I had two thoughts. Hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. So two things. One is I think that's why, especially as women who are so emotionally involved and men too, I think that's why it's wise to be just to take time to think about what you're willing to give someone in those first couple dates. Because the fact of the matter is in this day and age, (laughs) I knew that was going to sound weird, but I just went for it. Um, In this day and age, Like, dating is very weird. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know who you're dating right away. We're doing this whole, like, online thing. So it's more than likely that it's not going to be something that is a forever thing. Right. So don't go in and give these people stuff that is going to hurt you in the end. Like, think about it. And also, I feel I have found, and I've mentioned a few times, like, I'm very upfront with like, I'm not going to have sex with you. And I feel like that has really helped for me Mm -hmm. to know like, and it's not a like judgmental thing like, oh, like, are you a good person or not? It's just me being like, hey, this is my choice that I've made. And obviously I'm not putting that on you. So if you're not down, like totally get it. I respect you. But like now you can make an educated decision. educated decision. (laughs) So, um, and for me, it's great because it weeds out a lot of guys that are just in it for something physical right. or a, like a really quick like fling type thing. Yeah. And I and I go into it being like, oh, that's cool. And you're leaving because that's your choice. And yeah. I'm sticking to like what I've chosen. Yeah. So I think it's it's why you need to be careful in the beginning. I feel like it's almost flipped. Like I feel like people feel like, oh, I need to like freaking give all my cookies out on the first date so that they'll stay around but in fact like I think it almost has the opposite effect you Mm -hmm. know especially for the people who are going in it for the wrong reasons second thought while I do agree with you 
and we've had this talk, I think there is a danger, too, of becoming too yes. detached. Yes. Because I think that people, you know, if I go on a date with a guy who's like, I don't really care like what happens, I'll feel that disconnect and I'll be like, I don't trust yes. that you're a safe person for me to like go into something more. Yes. So Which Taryn wow. and I have had multiple conversations yes. about how I <laughs> cold shoulder possibly. Yes. So part of opening your heart to things, there's two things that could happen. You can get hurt or you can find something that's beautiful, but you can't have one or the other. There's mm -hmm. not a way to only open it up to certain things. There's a way to be cautious in how you approach things. But I think that it's it's one thing to put up this thing of like, hey, I'm going into this. Whatever happens, happens. But at the end of the day, I'm not I know who I am and I know what I'm worth. Yeah. Or going in being like, I'm not even going to care if like what this guy does, because that'll show in how you interact, too. Uh -huh. So I think people want to feel like you're a safe person for them to let their walls down. But also it's it's that internal wall that you need to also be aware of. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, Haley, I'm going to throw another thing at you. Um, I don't know whether you are meeting these guys in person or meeting them online. But either way, something that has happened within the last, I don't know, um, eight to five to eight years is daily texting. And I think there's a false sense of intimacy that comes with yeah. constantly talking through text messages. I do think like FaceTime and phone calls are, are in a different category. Um, but still, I think the daily text that kind of gives you that little bit of a butterfly that kind of makes you feel like oh they really like me yeah, and like oh I'm really connected they me. said good night mm -hmm. they said good morning like all of those little things um, I think they do something to you and it makes you feel attached to them really quickly um, and I think something that I've learned in in uh, you know <laughs> my life is um, that that is a very dangerous thing um, so obviously if you want to text them text them if they're texting you, respond. But I don't get too dependent on those like good morning texts and constant texting because I think that's a, that's a slippery slope and it's not actual intimacy. Yeah, well, and then if they have like one day where they were busy, you start questioning and like what's like, wrong. Oh my God, are they ghosting? And yeah. it's like, no, they're living their life. No, and you have to <laughs> wait, like wait till someone gives you a reason not to trust right. them. Don't assume, you know, but that's something that yeah. happens when you get oh, too for sure. invested, especially in the day-to-day -day texting. I think too, and I don't know, I, I am a very like upfront person, like especially when it comes to like talking, like I'm, I'm much more of like, hey, like, I just want to know, like, are are you talking to other people? Like, if you are, that's fine. Like, I'm, but I'm not a one of many type of person. So, yeah. like, I just need to know so I can make a decision moving forward, you yeah. know? Yeah, and I think Taryn, I've actually learned a lot from Taryn in that aspect where I'd much rather, as a, as a non-confrontational person, I would much rather, you know, not have to bring this up personally. Yeah. I'd rather them bring it up and then me respond. Um, but it's gotten so much better and life has gotten a lot easier for me to just call it as it is from the beginning and be like, I'd rather bring attention to it now yeah. and be in control of the narrative mm -hmm. and make it very clear. Like, here's my boundary. If you can't handle that, that's fine. But I'm going to 
I'm going to bounce. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Like we, we, we all have so much power and I think we give it away very mm-hmm. nonchalantly. Mm-hmm. So I think like, from what I'm hearing the way that you're talking, Haley, you're very much in that place of like, what's wrong with me and why yeah. am I attracted to a specific type? Honey, I don't fine. think it's a specific type. I think just you date a bunch of guys that suck until you date the guy that's amazing. I was going to say, and it's the one for a reason. Yeah, like if one of those guys was a great guy, you wouldn't be like, oh, he's the same type of the other because yeah. he would be great. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to kiss a bunch of frogs before you find your prince like it's just it's what happens but I think we quickly can start to tie Mm self-worth to us being rejected by other people but I've said it so many times on here think about the fact like if you were to look at a person there's so many guys I see and I'm like I'm not attracted to them Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you're not attracted to them like we're not all meant to be each other's person right so don't take offense to it just like you would hope the people who like you're not attracted to not to take offense to that either. Yeah. Like you'll find the one when you find the one or one of many or whatever you want to do. But that does not have an effect on who you are. Yeah. And I'm going to say one more thing. Say it. Ash. Okay. Um, you said that you were in a relationship for five and a half years um, and that ended during quarantine and that you've been dating these horrible guys for the last year. I'm wondering and I'm going to just... I'm going to just say it. Maybe we should take a break from dating. Yes. Uh, I'm such an advocate for singleness, and I know you are too. Yes. It's, I don't know why everyone thinks it's such a shameful thing. It's beautiful. Yeah, and I obviously, I don't know you, Haley. I don't know your situation, um, but I know that it is very hard to go from being in a relationship to single. Like, I'm sure that that's a very, I've never been Especially in a five-year, five, years, yeah. five and a half-year relationship. That's a long time. I'm I'm curious how much better it would be for you to just simply sit and focus on you and do what you want to do mm-hmm. and and I I guarantee you I feel like you should take the next however allotted amount of time you want to give yourself a few months, 6 months, year, I don't know. Um to just simply like like be with you and focus on you and your goals yeah, and I your agree. dreams mm-hmm. and and feed into your soul that is clearly still healing from this 5-year breakup. Yeah. Um so I'm going to just throw that out there. No, I fully agree. Singleness is healthy and it's good. Um, And I think there's a lot of negativity that goes around it because everyone's like, oh, I got to find my person. But oh my gosh. Oh, it's beautiful. Take your time. Yeah. I agree. You'll end up with someone. We all will. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. That's funny. Amazing. Thank you, Haley, so much for sharing. Mm -hmm. Um, not me feeling represented and heard by your email i know seriously when you're reading it, i was like, I, was like oh, I get fuck. why ash picked this she's <laughs> like let me tell you okay so let's go ahead and go into my story um this one is called my best friend is wasting away <gasps> i know i know okay Hi, Taryn and Ashley. Another Taryn and Ashley. Get out of here, guys. Get out of here. It's a movement. It only feels right to start by saying the obvious, but I just love you gals so much, and your podcast brings me so much joy. 
I work in a hospital and listening to your podcast on my way to and from work has helped me with easing my anxiety and stress, especially over the last year. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're my friends along for a car ride with me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> we are. We are. Anyways, on to the actual situation. I currently live with my best friend. We're both in our mid-20s and have been friends for 10-plus years. We know pretty much every detail of each other's lives, given our timeline. A lot of people say, be careful living with a friend. It can cause problems or even lead to a friendship breakup. And to be completely honest, we're great friends and have had no issues living together at all. We are both pretty unproblematic, and it hasn't affected our friendship in any way. I'm writing because since moving in together, I've seen a side to her I've never seen before. She works short shifts and gets off work around noonish every day. After work, she will come home and sleep for anywhere from three to six hours, not just once in a blue moon, but actually every single day sleep into the early evening. On top of that, she lets her room get insanely messy, piles up laundry and cleans it like once a month. Never wants to go out and do fun things or even go on walks to the gym or anything with me. I'm a very clean, organized person who maximizes every hour of every day. I like to stay busy and get things accomplished. I feel so bad because I feel like she is just wasting her life away. She does have anxiety and takes medication, but has refused to see a therapist or do anything to help with her anxiety, such as journal, exercise, etc. I personally don't see the medication working as it hasn't made her less anxious, just more flat and unmotivated. I hate seeing her like this because clearly she's depressed or withdrawn and I don't know what to do. When I try to broach the subject, she dismisses it and just claims I'm fine or I just like to nap or I've always been this messy. But as I mentioned earlier, we've been friends for a long time and this is not her normal behavior. Hopefully all of that made sense despite the jumbled words and backstory. Anything you guys say in response to this would be much appreciated. P.S. I would like to remain anonymous. Your wishes are command. (laughs) P.P.S. I'm an Enneagram 2, which explains why I feel so attached to the situation, especially being so helpful in nature, but feeling so helpless in this situation. Um, Love, anonymous. Anonymous. I feel like it's funny because I feel like we both picked stories that are very... (laughs) I was like, huh. (laughs) I picked one that resonated with me. You picked one that resonated with you. Yes. Um, I feel like I've definitely talked about it on here. You have. Um, I've I've definitely gone more in depth about just where I've been mentally and emotionally on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Which everyone should take a second and go watch it because it's sure. It's really if good like and Terry gets really lot. vulnerable <laughs> and it just has a powerful message and you should watch it. Continue. Thanks, Ash. Um, yeah, I, I have been in a rough spot. Um, definitely the worst I think in my life. And it's funny cause I, I went through a pretty like traumatic breakup, but this was definitely worse because I think in that case I had something to blame. And I think that's where the powerless feeling comes when you're like, why am I just like wasting away or like just like melting down, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I I wanted to talk about this because I think I think it's 
I think I can give a cool perspective of what someone who is having a very low point in life would need. Mm -hmm. But I felt like you could give a perspective of that helpless feeling of watching on the sidelines and being like what is happening we actually just had like a beautiful conversation about this because I do I'm definitely peeking my head out of the cloud and like starting to take some massive steps so I feel like strong enough to talk about this I probably will cry because I just that's what I do now (laughs) but it's I feel like we're the perfect people to like address this situation anonymous you could not have picked a perfect Perfect people to yes, be vulnerable with this about because we, I, Taryn's a hundred percent spot on. We just had this conversation. What? Yeah. Thir- Wednesday. Yeah. 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 Handful of days ago. Yeah. <laughs> a handful. What days? <laughs> fresh in our know. minds right yeah. now. Uh, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Um. Why don't you go first? Okay. Yeah. Um. As we all know, I think a lot of people are gonna relate to this story a lot. It's been a weird year. I was depressed. My sister was depressed. Mm -hmm. Taryn was depressed. It was a dark time. (laughs) Um, And we all kind of went through waves. And I think it's, it's very easy. Like Taryn said, when, when you lose your job or you lose a loved one or um, there's a breakup or, or something, it's so much easier to be like, Oh, this is why I'm feeling all of these emotions. It's validating to be like, well, it's not my fault. Nothing's wrong with me. Like I just went through something and I'm trying to, you know, come back from it. And in my personal situation, I feel like that's what I went through. Something happened to me and I had to sit there and process it. But there was a like a putting it away moment for yeah. me where I was able to easily step aside because it had nothing to do with me. Yeah. Something that's really difficult when it comes to mental health um, and that I'm constantly learning about is not having a reason or someone to point blame at or something to point blame at makes it really difficult because that that only causes you to look inward. Yes, um, and then fully. you have to sit there and yeah. figure out what is happening with you. And a lot of times you can't do that on your own. Yeah. And you have to either have people in your life that you can talk to about it or obviously, Taryn and I have made it very clear we are very pro therapy, <sighs> yes. and we highly recommend oh gosh, professional yes. help when necessary. Yeah, um, something that I am really bad at, and I've said this multiple times on the podcast, is being vulnerable. I am a non-confrontational person, and I will be vulnerable when I feel comfortable. When I don't know what I'm doing, I just freaking moonwalk out of the room, and it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> um, something that. I'm not proud of is when Taryn was going through it she was really going through it it was pretty dark and I didn't see her a lot of the time she was in her room which I like to call her cave <laughs> and um, the AC was blasting and she was wrapped in a in a, a blanket and you know sweatshirt sweatpants and I did not know how to respond to it um, I very much anonymous am like you. I, I love being busy. I love having my routine. I like waking up early. I love journaling and doing all these things that make me feel productive and good, which, you know, I think a lot of that, I think a lot of that is for me to feel good, good about myself. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but not everyone works that way. Yeah. And I think for a while I wanted to like bring Taryn in on these things, but she wasn't at a place where she could do that. So because that was how I would would come out of a dark place, I didn't know how to help Taryn come out of the dark place. So I 
didn't really do much because I was scared and didn't know how to handle it. But I thought about her constantly. And it was weird because we live across the hall from each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our rooms are literally across the hall from each other. And I would walk out of my room every day and be like, I wonder if she's good. Yeah. Is she awake? Like, should I should I wake her up? But then inevitably I'd be like, oh, if she wanted something, she would let me know. Yeah. And I part partly think that maybe that was my excuse of like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to assume that she doesn't want me yeah. <laughs> to come over. Um, but I really feel after having this conversation with Taryn that if I had simply knocked on the door and been like, hey, you want to talk? <laughs> Do you need something? I feel like that would have gone a long way. And that doesn't require me having to help or or do something specific. Yeah. It's just showing that I care. Yeah. So I think in my head, I thought I had to have everything ready and like do something to help pull you out when all Taryn was looking for was a sign that I cared. Yeah. So I'm thinking, and then I'm, I'm going to wrap this up with this. <laughs> I'm thinking your friend would appreciate you simply showing up and sitting with her than having like a whole plan of how to attack this and get out of it. Fully. Right. Yeah, like, and and obviously, like, I'm, and I'm just giving you a warning. <laughs> Tears have already started, so if my voice starts to get, like, high and, like, <laughs> that's why. Quivering. Um, I think what is so hard, and obviously, like, I think what, what is hard is every situation is different. Mm-hmm. So I can speak to where I'm coming from, and that might resonate with, like, where your friend is coming from. But every situation is different. Mm-hmm. And I'm not on medication. Like, I am, am in therapy and it's doing wonders. But I can speak to that low place and how it's it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. you don't know, like, you don't really know, like, what is wrong or, like... Like to even voice like what you're feeling or if someone were to be like, how can I help you? Like that is way bigger of an answer than like you feel like you can like muster up Mm -hmm. and you're trying so hard to hide the pieces of you that are falling apart to just be able to function in society in general. Yeah. That you're you feel like the fact that people are asking you what's wrong, you're like, I messed up. Like, I'm obviously, like, not hiding it they well can enough. tell. Yeah, like, people are pitying me. And, like, that's, for me, that was, like, a breaking point, too, of, like, I can't handle on top of, like, what I'm feeling, the fact that, like, people feel bad for me because I'm always trying to make sure everyone feels great. So it's that sense of helplessness that sense of fear that sense of like what is wrong with me like am I crazy and when you enter into that deep just like I'm not motivated I even just waking up in the morning and like taking care of myself is like too much for me you don't know how to like function in like relationships and I think what's so hard is people feel this need to fix you And people feel this need to tell you what to do to be better. And while it's out of a good place, all you're hearing is that they're noticing all the things that are wrong with you, too. And you just feel helpless. Like, it's just the freaking worst. And so I think, like, 
I think that everyone needs to realize if you have people going through that, first of all, like there's nothing that you can say or do that's going to magically make it better. Right. It's it is such a self process. Like it's something that like I had to figure out on my own to an extent. And the best thing that you can do for those people is to show them in with words, with emotions, with time, with presence, that they are loved and that they are perfect just the way they are. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as I started to feel safe to express stuff, then I started to be able to feel supported and to feel like I could start to face these things. And I had a system of people behind me if I fell apart, you know? Yeah. But when when you feel like everyone's just trying to, because everyone's always like, oh, well, let's go to the gym together. You don't hear, oh, I'm just trying to help you. You hear, okay, well, obviously, like, you can tell I'm, like, gaining weight or obviously you can tell I'm, like, lazy right now and I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like when you're that sensitive, every statement somebody says to you triggers something Mm -hmm. like anything. So I think the most the most that you can do for people is to just really over the top affirm them and affirm that they're loved and that they're cared for. And then in instead of just assuming that you can fix their problems, just letting them know like, hey, you're my friend. I would not be doing a good job as your friend if I didn't notice that it seems like something's going on. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to know that I'm here for you. I love you. I support you. And when you're ready to talk about anything, whatever you need, like I'm here. Like you don't have to go through this alone. Like that feels so freeing because you feel in control of like what happens next. Yeah. So no one's pressuring you. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that your friends, I think she might feel, I know, like, for me and Ash, like, Ash is a very motivated person. She's goes and works out at 8 o'clock every morning, and she's constantly cooking her, like, healthy foods, and she's organized and has everything going. Organized. And, organized. <laughs> and for me, it's when you're in that low place, it's hard not to look at other people and feel like it's a reflection on you or to feel like you're being judged because you can't keep up with the world. And what makes it 10 times harder is living together. Oh, my gosh. if yeah. we didn't live together, you could retreat to your own place and not be bothered by seeing my routine it's it's seeing someone thriving when you're not exactly constantly comparing yourself to that exactly and like you know days where I'd be in my bed crying and everyone's laughing literally two feet from my door like you you everything feels so personal and like such an attack on like who you are and where you're at and it just feels just overwhelming like Mm. and I don't think I think people have this view of just like shake it off, get up. Like, well, if you don't like the way you look, like go to the gym. If you and I don't, I think that's also very like how we were raised yes. as humans. Because yes. like, it's not it's rub just, some dirt on doesn't it. Doesn't matter Let's what go. it is. Shake yeah. it off. You're fine. Yeah, I know your knees broken, but like play anyways. <laughs> you yeah, know, like and to an extent, when I'm healthy, I I am the queen of shaking things off. Like you know, like I'll be like. Ooh, that kind of song that's fine like we're moving past it and yeah. whatever but when when you've you've gotten that deep into a depression that's not an option like just just doing small things is a very big victory and 
nobody's congratulating you that you got up and put clothes on because in their mind, they're like, well, duh, that's what we all do every day. But in your mind, you're like, I just like I'm trying to be present and I just need someone to throw me like a lifeline of like, hey, I see you. I acknowledge you like, oh, my God, like, how are you? What's going on? You know, like some type of a normal interaction instead of the glances of like, oh, hi, like, how are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's hard because like I'm I always joke like I'm the most healthy, unhealthy person you'll ever meet. Like I even when I'm in rough places, I'm so like, I'm always thinking about like what people are feeling and I'm able to self-reflect and I'm very thankful I'm able to do that. So even in those moments, I'm like, this is not a personal thing. The fact right. that they're saying those things to you, but it's just, it it can be deafening, you know? Yeah. So I think from what I'm hearing, she's, she's balancing the best way that she can and so I think if you have those conversations with her, it should be very gentle. It should be very like, I think your your purpose should be to show her that you are waiting with open arms, with zero judgment, with mm-hmm. just encouragement. You're not offering up any fix-it ideas yeah. unless she asks for it. And then once she starts to get like under her feet under her again, you'll be surprised at how fast that will flow of like her being like, okay, like this will help. This will help. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, wow. Yeah. Best of luck. Yeah. I think, I think this is good for everyone to hear. I just, I think we are a fix it society. Absolutely. We are. And I even find myself sometimes giving advice to aggressively with people where I'm like, did I really need to tell her like, oh, well, I heard that if you do this. Here's plan A, here's plan B. Yeah, like sometimes I think we need to remember like to listen for like the emotions in people's words and not just like, oh, they're asking how to fix this, so let me just tell them what to do, Mm -hmm. Um, especially those that you see struggling. But Yeah, and I think it's really important, Anonymous, um, once you are able to articulate that to your roommate, to also be sure to focus on you. I know you're taking on a lot of your roommate's feelings, but what she's going through should only affect you so much. You still have your life and you still have you to focus on. So once you connect with her and have that moment where you're able to be like, hey, I'm here if you need me, it's okay for you to go ahead and focus on you and check in on her, but continue to focus on you because otherwise it's, I feel like it's a slippery slope where you can take on too much of someone else's life and that can dramatically affect you too so take care of yourself also oh my gosh yeah no totally take care of yourself take care of the people you love but it's that constant just checking in and making sure you know it's that whole we talk about all the time like put your mask on before you put someone else's on Mm -hmm. so um but I definitely I feel for your roommate and I feel for you and I think that just us in general, I feel like mental health is something that we're focusing on a lot. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully she'll get to a place where she feels safe enough to ask for resources or yes. help in certain things. But definitely sending you all the positive vibes Absolutely. and everyone who's listening who either has someone who's struggling or is struggling. You got like we all got this. It's just we got to 
we got to believe that there is like an end to it. You know what I mean? And it's so comforting knowing that you're not alone. Oh my gosh, no. Um, obviously, you have two people who are went through something very similar yeah. and from both perspectives. So um, yeah, you're not alone. She's not alone. We're not alone, guys. We're not alone. We did it. Uh, yes. Wow. Well, should we, um, as we do, a dad joke. end it with a dad this joke? This dad joke was specifically... <laughs> picked because i feel like it's meant for you for me yes okay ready yes i was going to tell a time travel joke but you didn't like it <laughs> do you get it yeah <laughs> because uh, yeah it's you yeah. yeah you don't like my dad joke <laughs> it's fine Everyone I love else your does. dad jokes, Taryn. <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We love you guys all so much. Um, <laughs> you guys are the best. If you're yes. still here for the dad joke, you guys already know you're our favorites. Don't yep. tell everyone else. It's our secret. Um, be sure to follow us on socials. And yeah, we love you guys yes, so much. We love you. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.